grace and peace, everybody. I want to thank you for joining another edition of Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Pastor Nathan Brozier of this podcast. And if you will, please share this broadcast to your social media platform and just hit the subscribe button right below to this broadcast. So that way you will get weekly updated sessions. Well, today we are are, uh, recording our 36th episode, and I have a good friend, a a gentleman I met years ago, uh, almost 11 years ago uh, today, and I'm going to welcome and introduce you to him for the very first time, Pastor Frank Scott Sr. It's a pleasure having you, my man. Well, thank you, sir. It's an honor to be here. Well, Pastor, I remember meeting you, I think, for the first time when I moved back to Muncie in 2011. I kind of came over uh, to Bishop O'Neill's church. He wasn't Bishop O'Neill then. He was just Pastor Keith. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you've known that man a long time and uh, you, you're not unfamiliar with him or very familiar. I believe years of it, you guys have been in ministry together. And I remember meeting you for the first time. And, uh, and at that time you were the assistant pastor, I believe at Christ Temple Global Ministries underneath the late great Bishop Michael Milburn. And now today you're working alongside your son. Yes, sir. In, uh, son-in-law, that is, Pastor Terrell Jones at Renovation Life Church. One thing I could always say about you is that uh, your personality has always been welcoming, fun to be around. I enjoyed it. And I can tell that you rubbed yeah. off even on your son Absolutely. and your daughter because uh, they're, they're a good makeup of you. And uh, that Thank that's you. always, I always like to tell fathers, man, hey, you did good with your kids. Thank you. So, fathers. Yeah, yeah, because right, you had a good fathers yeah. too, or, or fathers, yeah. And so, it, tell us a little bit if you could take a few minutes and just talk to us about the Frank Scott Senior upbringing. Um, I guess I'll start with I guess coming up as a child. I'm I'm the only boy and uh, um, three sisters, and I didn't like that very much coming up. You know, <laughs> uh, they always said I was my mom's favorite, but I didn't okay. I didn't feel that. Uh, my father. Uh, Odell Scott was a uh, was a worker. Uh, he worked all the time, worked all the time, but he always came home and uh, um, he would always get me up uh, early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes would wonder, you know, why are you waking me up on a Saturday? Right now, I wonder. I didn't say. <laughs> I wondered in my mind, right. why do you wake me up on Saturdays? And Carolyn, Diane, and May, my sisters, they in their sleep. So one day I asked him and said, Dad, uh, what do you, what do you want me to do? Because there wasn't nothing to do. He said, I, I just don't want you in the bed. Right. I don't want you in the bed. You're a man. I said, but Carolyn, he said, listen, my job is to teach you how to be a man. That's good. My job for them is to show them what a man looks like. So when they get one, they know what they're getting. Okay. And when one gets you, they'll have one. That's right. I didn't appreciate that then. I guess that song, you understand it better by and by. Sure, sure. I understand it now. Yeah, it makes sense. But it was good. Uh, Three sisters and... um, uh, he had a lot of businesses. I worked since I was like 12 years old. He had a uh, used furniture store. He had a, uh, uh, apartments and houses that he rented and those kinds of things. So I'd help him doing all those kinds of things. Uh, coming up through school, you know, pretty much the same kind of thing, sports, basketball, and that kind of thing. And then I left Southside to go to Central, and all of it shut off because I was a rebel. And I wasn't about to be a bear cat. See how stupid right. we are when we're young? Right, right, right. And so I kind of came out of all of that. I wish I'd have stayed. I wouldn't have been a star or anything. But uh, sometimes we make those decisions mm-hmm. coming up. But I had a really, really good upbringing. And I'm um, raised in the church. Can't, can't remember not being in the church right. or being at the church. I won't say in the church, but I can't remember being at the church. So I was very blessed to have a good upbringing in the church. Was your father a pastor as well? No, my father, actually, he was a deacon in a Baptist church okay. a long time ago, and then he kind of left out. He never really went out and did a whole lot of things. He did uh, promoting. He had uh, 
B.B. Uh, King, uh, yeah. Ike and Tina Turner back in the day. He had those people here for, for dances and, and uh, things that they put on. Uh, wow. And then later on in life, he was ready to have his dungeon shook again. So he kind of came back at the, at the end of his life. He kind of came back uh, to the Lord. But um, my mother was, a, was a really the spiritual one in the house and really kind of where we got our, our grounding. That's awesome. And, yeah, in the church. So would, now you said something about you were you grew up in a Baptist church. Was that well? He did. He, he grew did. up Baptist, and he was a deacon in the church. But my mother, she actually grew, grew up in the church that is now Faith Center. It used oh, to be Maynard's okay. Temple. Yeah. And uh, I remember growing up in that church, and um, um, we had our rearing, I guess, in in the Church of God in Christ. Wow. Yeah. So now tell tell me a little bit about your journey. Like, how old were you when you started feeling? I'm going to say the tug. Are you feeling God pulling on you? Well, again, always being around the church, you know, you feel like um, you're, you're in the church. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to church and everything like that. But I had a mouth, you know, <laughs> and they, you didn't find these words in the scripture. Right, right, right. But still, I was at the church. <laughs> and uh, uh, it wasn't until really I had made a shift to um, Christ Temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, by one of my best friends, Kevin Woodgett, okay. Pastor Woodgett yes. now. Uh, we came over and invited me to church and those kinds of things. My sister, she went and she joined. And and it wasn't that um, Maynard's Temple was not serious. Mm-hmm. It was that I wasn't serious. Gotcha. Uh, Mother Jernigan and different ones at the church. Uh, oh, wow. You're just thinking about them. But when I got over there, um, that is really when I made a shift in my, in my life because I was hanging around uh, people that were in the church. I was just at the church but not hanging around people that were in church. Sure, sure. So when I got around Kevin and Linford and Tony Webb and all those guys, I really uh, saw what it was like to, to live that kind of life. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really made a change. Um, you say, when did it, did it happen when I really accepted him? Um, and a lot of people can tell you the day, they can tell you the time, or, you know, mm-hmm. I rolled on the floor and I did this and I, I don't exactly know when okay. it happened, uh, but I noticed, hey, this is different. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm hoping that people may that, that ask that question, when did it actually happen to you? And you don't know, don't feel bad if you don't know the day and the hour. Okay. Uh, it's more important that you know that it happened. Yeah, it's all right. and, and I could feel the change. And um, um, it just, uh, I was cussing. Did I say cussing? I hope my mother doesn't watch this. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and then one, it, just, it just left me. Some things will leave you, some things right, doesn't. Right. But, but I, just, I just stopped and I was like, wow. It was it was a big change. Wow. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. I love to ask this question because God speaks to everybody differently, and and I ask this question almost every episode when I have my you there for the first time. And um, tell us how God called you into ministry. How old were you? How and how did He speak to you personally? That's that's almost like when when He called when I got uh, when I knew I was really in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, always loved Sunday school. Always loved the Word. Always loved. Uh, I was. I like to be challenged and I like to challenge even in Sunday school. So I always loved that kind of thing and it kind of interaction. So uh, as I got older, uh, I wanted to teach uh, Sunday school and I started teaching the kids, you know, young kids. It was about a teenager, probably about 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then you start teaching young adults in my 20s and uh, you start teaching the adult class. Wow, teaching the adult class. And Bishop Milburn, um Bishop Milburn came to the church, and I was teaching and those kinds of things. And he said, "You know what? I want you to I want you to minister on Sunday night." I'm like, "Okay." 
That's that's different than what I'm doing yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And because I had a concept of of what preaching was and and, and what ministering was versus teaching. And uh, Bishop had to teach us that content and style are two different things. Mm. So um, I had a fear of preaching because there was a certain style that I had sure. associated with preaching. And I could play the role. Mm. Uh, or I could play it, but I couldn't be it. Gotcha. And I didn't want to do that because, you know, I see people that emulate other preachers. Sure. And, and I'm not saying they're not sincere, but I wouldn't be sincere because right. that's not how I, uh, how I uh, express it. And he had to let me know that it was all right to be me. That's why it's my mantra, let me be frank. Yeah. Uh, it's all right to be frank and minister. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until he came and, and, and gave me that opportunity until I felt comfortable teaching and actually preaching. Mm. Preaching is just, you know, you're just telling the people what God said. That's right. Teaching, you're, you're explaining the word. Mm. And preaching, you're proclaiming the word. So you get a word from God. It's just like uh, Mama said. You know, God said such and such, and you're just telling him. Yeah. And you do that in your own way. And when he had helped me be comfortable with that, uh, I think that's when I really accepted that that call. And that's good. I mean, I've heard people explain preaching and teaching. Yeah. But that was good. You said, say that one more time. You said preaching is proclaiming. Yes. And what did you say teaching was? Explaining. Explaining. That's yeah. good. If you're watching this, make a mental note, yeah. write that down in your notes. That yeah. was good. I, I, I've never heard anybody explain it like that, but that's pretty basic and Easy to understand, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this question kind of goes hand in hand with that, and I think we might see some of the answers to this one. But uh, you know, we don't—I don't know you past 2011 or before 2011. Right, so right. I know you've had many leaders and powerful influences in your life throughout the years. But uh, who would you say has been the most influential person or persons uh, in your life and ministry? Uh, well, I've had a lot of people that 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 have really impacted my life tremendously, and I always I always boil them down to these two. One mm -hmm. is Odell, okay. Odell Scott, my father, who uh, actually raised me and put that that work ethic in mm -hmm. me and that that um, uh, desire to be who I am. Uh, there's some things that he wanted me to do and wanted me to be and wanted me to be on the stage. He liked yeah. you know singers and yeah, promoting. Yeah. I could sing a little bit, and he was hoping I would go that route. Uh, but ultimately, he he supported me in who I was. Yeah. Um, he didn't let me off the hook. Um, if you do something wrong, you own it. That's called manhood. Right. If you such and such and such, you know, this called manhood. So he taught me what it was like to be a man. Um, and then uh, Bishop uh, S. Michael Milburn, mm. um, he taught me how to be a man of God. Mm. Um, I grew up in the church, and I was raised in the church, but he taught me what it was to be a man of God. Um, so those probably are the and and if you see my uh, post on Father's Day, I always post those two pictures. Yeah, and I say my fathers, which are in heaven, mm. and those two are my fathers. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I never got a chance really to to meet your father. We just had an offline conversation about yeah. how he was a well dressed man. Oh man. So uh, is that just come naturally to him, or is it something he put effort into? Do you remember? I mean, <laughs> the first picture I saw of him and my mother, he was in a suit. Okay. Uh, I mean, back in the in the in the forties, and that guy, you know, they they dressed in suits back in the forties right, and right. stuff like that. They all wore that. Sure. But he was he was clean from from day one, and he would he would stretch it. Um, he's in his seventies, eighties, and he would have a leather uh, suit, and uh, he could pull it off. He would go to Las leather Vegas, suit. and he would get stuff in Las Vegas and bring it back that Muncie didn't have. <laughs> he would bring me stuff back. You know, they oh, wow. they don't have this here, son. I want you to have this. Uh, I said, oh, thanks, Dad. He said, okay, that'd be $52. And I said, oh. 
wait a minute, wait a minute. But uh, that that's the kind of that's the kind of guy he was. Uh, he he was known for his his uh, his dress. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's a great gift, man. You owe me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now I know you're married and have several children. Uh, how many years? How many years have you been married to Sheila? Sheila and I have been married forty two years. Forty two years. Forty two. So when I was six years, no man. <laughs> forty two years. Well, tell us how, tell us a little bit about how you met Sheila. Um, met her at church. Um, we knew each other because she really only lived a block away from me, and um, she would tell the story that we went to uh, Mainers Temple, which is. Mm-hmm. Straight up the street, Blaine Street, from where they were, and we would yeah. come down the street when we were young, beating tambourines and singing, you mm-hmm. know, on our way home from church. And her sister and uh, then would be on the porch, and they'd say, "Hey, Sheila, look at that little boy. You see that little boy right there? You need to, you need to talk to him. He's so cute." And so her sisters and stuff was telling her this uh, way back then, and it wasn't until I went to um, I went to uh, Christ Temple that I actually met her, and okay. we started dating in junior high school. Wow. And kind of been to, been together ever since. So you've been married forty two, but you've probably known her how many years? You think more? <laughs> we won't get into your age then. <laughs> no, I'm I'm, si- I'm sixty three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, man, yeah. that's always wanted to, always wanted a story like that. Yeah, it, it has been a blessing. It has been, and I'm so grateful. Uh, I said, you know, there's things that I could have gotten into, people that I could have gotten hooked up yeah. with, and I'm telling you, it just, it, the Lord just blessed me. That is great. Well, some of our viewers or listeners may not even know how talented you really are. And uh, when I got the chance to see you in action, so to speak, it was it was on the stage. It wasn't preaching, oh, wow. but it was acting in a play. And my goodness, you stole that show with your character. I believe it was uh, Reverend Burnbush, Burnbush, if I'm not mistaken. I be Burnbush. I be Burnbush. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, but you but you have many other talents. You can preach, you can sing, and you can act. But I know this may sound weird, but have you always had a comedic uh, edge growing up? If if you knew my mother, you wouldn't you wouldn't know this to talk to her. But that's where that's where it really came from. My mother had have us laughing mm-hmm. all the time, and if you spend any time with her, you you'd be laughing too. So I, I kind of inherited that from my mother. Um, junior high, you know, we were in plays. I yeah. was in choir and those kinds of things. So I was always pretty comfortable. Being on the stage, um, preaching is a little different, um, mm-hmm. but I've always been comfortable in front of people. Uh, then Randy and Teresa Moore, Ella June Smith. Yes. Yeah, we started started with her plays oh, okay. and uh, being in those, and um, it just kind of evolved into something. Wow. We'll never go to Hollywood, but we had fun. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, Ivy Burnbush, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was a classic character. Yeah, and, yeah. And I was thinking to myself, man, this guy is selling this character. Maybe this is the inner <laughs> Frank Scott Sr. right here that just needs to come out. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all don't want him to come out. <laughs> that burn bush. Well, I enjoyed it so much. Now, I'm, I'm a person who preaches with, um, I like to use illustrations. I like to use skits almost in my preaching. And um, and I was told similar story like you were that I had a pastor friend. Uh, well, not necessarily like you were, but I had a pastor friend tell me one time, uh, I'm not sure if you can really preach now because you always use illustrations. In your preaching, and so I got into that mold of okay, I, be, I guess I better portray and mimic everybody else uh, because that's what is preaching, so to speak. And, yeah. uh, and and you're very comical. I mean, even you you've preached at our church before at Destiny, and and you 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 even bring in a, a comedic edge even in some of the uh, the stuff. Now, being a being an actor and and having that a creative mind, 
uh, you know, have you ever, have you ever done that skits and stuff in your messages? I, I like to talk to people who've done that. So, I mean, you, I, I can only imagine how good you would be. Oh, we, we've done, we haven't done a skit, but we do bring people up and utilize people okay. in, in the message. Uh, I'd like for you to come up here. I need you to do this. I yeah, need you to visuals, do that yeah. and use visual aids. Of course, that's how I learn. That's how yes. I get it. So that's how I, I give it. Uh, when I worked at Warner Gear, I had to teach a st- statistical class. I was okay. in statistical process control, and we had to teach um, a group of uh, people from Japan oh, okay. who didn't speak English. Okay. Oh, so I come in there with my illustrations and my statistical, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I run through the things and I put up the pictures, and, and they, were, they were just shocked how well that went, and wow. neither one of us spoke not the other's language. We right. had an interpreter there, but that's how I kind of they were get the point across. That visual, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they ask me to preach, but you can't use visuals, then you need another, you know, the preacher. Yeah, right, right. Let me be frank. That's what I'm yeah, let me if be I'm, frank. If I'm going to do it, then I've got to be me. Yeah, I wish I can steal that name, but uh, I always. Well, say, you can be frank without being frank. Come on, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so I've developed to understand that I am Nathan Brozier, and that's who I'm going to be. I'm not going to be a cookie cutter preacher. I'm not going to hack and hoop because that's what everybody else wants. I will hack and hoop. Uh, uh, it's funny. We, we had a session uh, last episode with uh, Pastor Ryan Howe up in Kokomo. And, and uh, it's interesting. In the white church, we called it hacking. And then, the, and then when I got to uh, uh, Destiny Christian, the bishop was like, what's hacking? He, he's like, you mean hooping? Hooping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I never hooping, even heard of basketball. Hooping. <laughs> right. Yeah, I play basketball. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting for those that are watching. Yeah. Uh, yeah hacking yeah. and hooping are the same. And so, but yeah, that's how we grew up. And so, yeah, it's very interesting. Now I know you're, so next week we're going to talk more about community. I know you're, you're very heavily involved in the community yeah. here in Delaware County, at least. And uh, how did, how did that all start, start about? Actually, I worked at Warner Gear for what, 28 years. Um, and really wasn't involved in the community. And then when the plant closed, just before I could get my retirement, uh, when the plant closed, um, they said, you have an option. You can go to school or you can uh, get a job. So I wanted to get a job. I wanted to work. I had, I had bills and stuff. Right. But you couldn't get a job. You couldn't find a job back, back then, unlike now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to school and I took up human services. I wanted to take up something different. I didn't want to yeah. do statistics. And it really was the Lord just kind of guiding me through the whole thing. And I really, really did well. I graduated with honors. I got to be the um, Distinguished Alumni Award from wow. Ivy Tech. And um, it was really, really great. And then that kind of opened up doors for me as well. I became the president of our neighborhood association. And we were doing some great things there. Went to Neighborhoods USA and won uh, three national titles wow. for neighborhoods in, in Neighborhoods USA. And uh, we got the food bank going. And now we have a program uh, bill assistance program. Okay. Uh, if you're if, hey, and if, if you're watching this and you live in Muncie, um, we have a bill assistance program where if you need your lights or rent or something like that, pay. We have funds, uh, and you don't have to live in Whiteland to take advantage of these programs that that we're putting on. And the more I I I was into it, the more I really felt like, man, I've never been so busy in my life, but I've never felt so fulfilled. Wow. And God just from one door to the next, He just kept opening. It was nothing that I had even asked for, even. Mm-hmm. Um, the presidency, they came and asked me, the, the chamber, they said, would you like to do this? Um, so then I know it was God. Sometimes you try to make your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I ran for an office sure. and I lost. Well, it, and it wasn't because I didn't feel like I could have done the job or mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to win, uh, but God had let me go through that experience. And sure. I really believe he let me see some things 
because people were saying, you need, you need to get, you get in politics. You're a good guy. People trust you. You need to do all these kinds of things. And then when I got into it, uh, God, let me see what you would actually be getting into. And that's not me at all. Wow. That's not me at all. So they said, man, you should have won, man. You should have. Yeah. No, no. I think God was just letting me see there are people that we need to do sure, that. Sure. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah, you got to know. That's yeah, for sure. Well, I know next week I'm going to have you again uh, as we discuss the topic of being community driven. And we're going to get into a lot of that discussion about the topic. But I ask this question often because I love vision. Uh, where and what do you see yourself going or where and where, <laughs> where and what do you see yourself going and doing in the next five years? I know either with the community stuff, church driven, you, you talk to us. I'm, I'm definitely going to always be uh, in the community. Um, uh, the chamber, I'll have two more years after this mm-hmm. as a member of the chamber of, Com- uh, of commerce here in Muncie, but I'll be a chamber champion. So I'll still continue with that work. Um, the presidency. I've been the president now for uh, this is my sixth year, and usually it's like two years. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm way past due of coming out of that role. Uh, so we're looking for somebody to take that role. But I'm always going to be involved in in Whiteley in the community and even beyond. Um, my son-in-law uh, Terrell is taking yeah. taking the ministry. It's a young ministry right now. So I'm always going to be there uh, helping that ministry to grow and Amen. to develop. And to 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 mentor and to do whatever I can in that in that regard, uh, my son's got a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 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 role there is to make sure that he is successful yeah. using whatever resources and sure. connections that I may have, uh, and even through the chamber, black businesses and those kinds of things. I've learned a lot. Uh, so um, bringing people together, I think yeah. that's going to be the next five years or so. All the things that I've I've developed up until this point mm-hmm. in time, just kind of bringing all those things together. Sure to kind of benefit our community. That's awesome. Look forward to that. Yeah. Well, thank you for watching and listening to this week's episode of Bridging the Gap. I want to thank Pastor Scott for taking time out of his busy schedule just to come and grace us uh, with a little bit about information we didn't know about you. But we want you to join us again next week. God bless you. Thank you.